That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. A Dear Media original podcast. Hi, welcome to Good Instincts. I'm Shira Barlow, but you may know me as the food therapist. Join me every Thursday for the same thoughtful support to help you close the gap between where you are right now and where you want to go. This should feel good. Like, really good. And it will. I promise. So today is the first episode where we're weekly. And I just want to acknowledge the change. And I want to acknowledge the community that we've built because I think that it is such a privilege to have been able to be in people's ears and people's minds every single day. We were Monday through Friday for a really long time. And I got the sweetest notes daily about what the show meant to them. And I think the reality is that people liked coming because they got quick down and dirty wellness information broken down in not a scary way. But also this idea that it was cozy and you could come and feel like you were supported and there was someone in your corner. And I am still very much that. In fact, The reality is that I can give you so much more this way. And what we were finding was that people loved listening daily, but people also wanted more. And they were saying that as soon as they were kind of getting into it, they were like, oh gosh, we wish that this was like 10, 15 minutes longer. So now I can really give you more. I can dive deeper. And if you want to break it up into, you know, smaller segments to listen daily, you can. But I'm really, really excited. But most of all, I'm really, really grateful that you're here. Thank you so, so much. I'm really excited. And the thing is about change that I will just say is that it truly is the only constant I have found through motherhood and divorce and through co-parenting and just navigating so many different life stages, coming back after maternity leave, jumping back into my practice, jumping into this podcast. The one thing that I've learned is that if we embrace the change, which is truly inevitable, really beautiful things do happen. Also, I feel like holding on to the old way of doing things just because it's like comfy or cozy or just has the illusion of being comfy and cozy isn't what works. And so we're moving forward in this way. And I'm really, really happy you're here. So in terms of diving deeper, this is the perfect episode to do that because As you know, if you've been listening along, I've been obsessed with cycle syncing. And it's really, it's changed my life. And it's also changed the way I do my practice. And it's 
more recently changed the way I've been thinking about people's relationship with food. So for anyone that hasn't heard me talk about it, I talk about it in terms of the four different phases of our cycle as women who cycle. And I know not everyone cycles, but the way I've been talking about it is that for most women, myself included, we really didn't start thinking about our cycles until it was time to think about pregnancy. And that was in terms of ovulation. But there are four different phases. There is ovulation when we can actually get pregnant, if that's something that we want to do. Then afterwards, there is the luteal phase. And that starts right as ovulation is ending and it ends right before our period starts. And that's when PMS happens. Then we have the time that we're bleeding. And then when bleeding stops, we have our follicular phase. And the follicular phase lasts up until ovulation. So the way I like to think about it is when we're bleeding, it's kind of like winter. We do really well with like warming, cozy foods. We want to take really, really good care. And we typically don't want to work out a ton, mainly because most of us don't feel like working out a ton. And I really think that we should honor that. Then we have our follicular phase, which I'm considering more like spring. It can vary for a lot of people, but you can start working out in a way that is heavier and stronger in a way that feels really good to you. You also don't have to do as much warming foods. You can do more raw veggies and big salads and stuff like that. Then we have ovulation, which I consider summer. That's when we're feeling our best. The hormones are the highest. We're feeling sexy. We're feeling like we can digest. That's also when because estrogen can be so high, we also can have foods like cruciferous vegetables, like Brussels sprouts and cauliflower and broccoli that can help metabolize estrogen. And then the fall is the luteal phase. And that is the phase that I want to focus on today. So what we have found about the luteal phase through research is that the body's resting metabolic rate is higher during that time. It can be up to 10% higher, which means that we actually need more food during that time. It also is when we're hungrier because there's more progesterone, but we actually do need more fuel. And that is true whether we are being really active or we're not. And I think that that's really interesting because what I have found in my practice is that for people that have struggled with their relationship with food, they have often tried to eat the same way throughout the entire month. So for someone who is wanting to be really thoughtful about what they're eating and they're trying to you know, balance blood sugar and they're thinking about carbs and they're thinking about added sugar and for some people, they're thinking about calories. I, for my practice, don't focus so much on calories, but I certainly can depending on the client. But I find that for people, they are doing one thing and then during their luteal, they're trying to do that exact same thing. And here's the thing. And I feel so passionately about this. So if you are trying to do the same thing that you are doing during the rest of your cycle, during luteal, I believe what happens, and I have seen this anecdotally so many times in my practice, that even though you're craving more and wanting more and needing more, we're working out in the same way, we're eating in the same way, and we're not giving our body what it needs. And then as soon as our period hits right after luteal, as soon as we get our hands on something like cookies or chocolate or starchy or anything that we consider decadent, 
we tend to lose control on it. And what happens is this eat, repent, repeat cycle. So we eat it, we go overboard. We're so bummed about that. We feel like it's all ruined. And then we eat more to punish ourselves because we're like, all bets are off. Fuck it, I've burned it all to the ground. And that cycle is something that I see so much in my practice. And I really do think it comes down to not taking the right care during our luteal phase. And I think so many of us think that we have to be in boot camp and that we have to be so dialed in. But I think the mistake that we make is that we're not paying attention to the specific cycle that we're in. And if it is during luteal, I think that we need more. And I've talked about this on the show a little bit. I do think about carbs in my practice. I don't recommend keto, but I do think about carbs during my residency at Mount Sinai in New York. I talk to a lot of newly diagnosed diabetics how to eat for insulin. And when you teach diabetics how to eat for insulin, you're talking about carbs in terms of 15 gram servings because then they know how much to administer. And what I found, and I've talked about this before, is that I do think we could all benefit from thinking about carbs this way, not because carbs are terrible and no one should have them, but just so that you could figure out where they're coming in, what's worth it, what's not, and how to kind of plan your day. And so in my practice, I look at what's coming in for my clients and then we kind of tweak it around depending on what their goals are. But what I have found, and I found this for myself too, is that most of us need an extra carb serving during that luteal phase. And I think if you don't do that, we end up going extra somewhere else, but in a way that feels out of control and ends up feeling terrible. When in reality, I think having the extra carb serving, enjoying it, putting it on a plate feels really good and ends up being the thing that helps our metabolism during the rest of the cycles. So if you are listening to this and you are someone that cycles, I really, 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 really recommend tracking your cycle. There are a bunch of apps. There's Flow, there's Eve, there's Avia. I've talked about Avia before. I like that if you are not paying attention to fertility at all and you would rather not think about it. I've had a bunch of clients over the years who have struggled with fertility and some of the other apps are more geared towards getting pregnant. And so if you don't want any of that information, I think Avia is really helpful, but any of them work in terms of knowing where you are in your cycle. And once you do that, when you find out you're in luteal, if you are craving the extra chicken or the sweet potato or the starch or the chocolate, I recommend having a portion of that extra than you would normally. I really, really believe that by doing that, we actually set up our metabolism to take really good care of us during the rest of the month. I think that if we take extremely good care during luteal, we really are better set up all month. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And the same is true in terms of exercise. And we've talked about this before too, but during luteal is not when we want to do a HIIT workout. It's not when we want to go on like a gruesome run. That's when you want to do like hiking and walking and flowy exercise and Pilates. And there are a million apps and free services that you can find online of just gentle workouts that you can do. And I can link a couple in the episode description. And I really, really recommend that. I know that for anyone that is listening that has ever struggled with relationship with food and feeling like they want to be more in control might be hearing this and be like, are you sure? Do you promise? And I genuinely do. I actually think it's the secret to everything. I am so passionate about this and I am not even anywhere close to being done talking about it. And I will continue a bunch, but I do want to be really mindful that not everyone gets a cycle. And I do think it can be alienating if you're someone who has PCOS or you have endometriosis, or maybe you're taking a hormonal birth control and you don't get a cycle or you don't get a regular cycle. And that is really common. And a lot of those people have reached out. And I think that that can be really frustrating. And in those cases, what I will say is that it requires even more body awareness. So I think that if you don't follow a typical cycle, that that means that there are going to be times when you are craving more. You're craving more starch or you're craving chocolate or you're craving more fat or you're craving more protein or you're craving a different type of exercise or you're craving more rest. And I think the reality is we need to tune in and listen even better. And if you fall into that category, that is something I really, really recommend honing and just doubling down on. And with that, I want to share a client story of someone that very much falls into that category. It is someone I've been working with for over a year and she has endometriosis and she has PCOS and she struggled a lot with fertility and all of those things together, along with having a complicated relationship with food for a very long time, set herself up for not trusting her body and having a relationship with her body where she just like didn't know what was true or what was real. And I think anyone who has struggled with restrictive eating in the past, who has actively told their brain not to listen to their body when it comes to hunger hormones, can struggle sometimes with this idea of listening to your body. And I've been talking about this a lot in my practice, which is that, you know, there's this whole idea of intuitive eating, which I think is beautiful. I think the message is incredible and so important. And I really, really empower it. But I do think it can be alienating for people who aren't sure, for people who have struggled with disordered eating and being on all these diets that are promoted in the media for all these years since we were, you know, however old. I certainly was. And I think the reality is there's a lot of distrust. And then for my client who had a bunch of fertility issues, she really had this mistrust of her body where she was like, why would my body betray me like this? So when it came down to our work together, I found that she was not eating enough calories. Now, she wasn't eating so few calories that it was truly detrimental to her health. Like she had enough calories to survive the day, 
But I felt like if she had bumped that up to 200 more calories, that she would not only feel so much better, but it actually really would help her metabolism because she was holding on to these 10 pounds that weren't budging. And it was really frustrating to her because she was really, really paying attention to it and tracking it. And she was going on these long runs. She's doing hit. She's doing berries. She's doing all these classes. And I just want to say again that focusing on calories isn't a huge part of my process as a practitioner, but I do have clients who like to track. And so we do end up talking about it. And in some cases, it can be helpful. So for the past year, I have been telling her, I would love for you to bump that up. If you bumped that up to 1650 calories, and I hope that that's not triggering for anyone to talk about the actual number because it really does very person to person. But I just wanted to be clear in terms of what kind of calories we were talking about. But I told her if you bumped that up 200 calories, 300 calories, you would actually lose weight because her body again was holding onto this weight. And she was just so terrified that it wouldn't work, that even though it sounds like it works for other people and it worked for other people in my practice, it wouldn't work for her. And something clicked recently And she decided to show up for herself a little bit more and she decided to try it. And lo and behold, she started eating more. Now, granted, these extra calories that she was having were healthy fats and protein. But I will say that doing that and doing a lot less in terms of exercise, this weight fell off her. And we were talking about it and it was so funny because I think sometimes you have to come to this in your own time, in your own way. And I've definitely felt like that for so many things in my life, but it, it comes back to this idea of sometimes doing less is doing more. And I think that we have all been misled in that we have to grind ourselves into the ground and we have to restrict beyond belief. But I think taking good care in some cases, having more calories, especially in terms of fat and protein and these things that really fuel us and fill us up, doing less, doing more flowy, Pilates, mat-based work can actually be the thing that our bodies are then like, wow, thank you for taking such good care. Now I know I'm going to get the food that I need. And now I'm willing to burn calories in a way that I know that I'm going to be refueled. So I am not even a little bit done with talking about cycle syncing. I'm going to talk a whole bunch more. Definitely let me know any specifics that you want to hear, but I'm so, so passionate about it. And I really actually do think it is the key to the whole damn thing. And lastly, I've heard you loud and clear. People love shit I'm loving. People have loved those episodes and I don't want them to go away. So I've decided at the end of every solo episode, I will do some items of shit I'm loving because it is something that I really enjoy also. So I'm glad you do too. Okay, the first is that I had an epiphany recently and it is around salad. And it was this idea that, okay, you know when you go out to a restaurant and this is specifically with kale salad and you have a delicious kale salad in a restaurant and then you try and recreate that at home, it never tastes the same. And I think part of it is like I'm having big, dry ass pieces of kale. And no matter how delicious the dressing is, it doesn't feel like it's uniformly on the salad. Okay. What I've realized is that in restaurants, I believe that people are food processing the kale. So the kale is cut up into 
tiny, tiny pieces. And because of that, and then they're massaging that in with the dressing. And so every little piece of kale has dressing on it. And I really do think that in terms of a kale salad, if that's something you're making at home, I feel really strongly about trying that. One of my favorite restaurants on earth is a restaurant in Los Angeles called Sycamore Kitchen. They have the Italian chop. There's also radicchio in there. It's so phenomenal. If you can make it there, I really highly recommend it. But I love it so much that I actually tried to recreate the salad dressing in my book and I will share it now. It is the juice of half a lemon, a fourth of a cup olive oil, one and a half shallot, rosemary and thyme, salt and pepper. You blitz that in a blender and then you massage that into the food processed kale. I really, really promise that it's it's going to change the game if you are someone who feels like your home salads fall short. And again, that's going to be linked in the episode description. I swear, swear, swear. I'm going to make sure that it's in there. I know that they haven't always been in there. And I got you. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, the second one I'm so excited by. I actually was turned on to this by one of my dear friends, Sabrina. She lives in New York and she's very important to me for a lot of different reasons, but she is just kind of innovative. And she was talking to me about how when she's walking around New York on her walks that she takes, she wears a weighted vest. And I was so excited about this because it makes complete sense to me intuitively. And I was kind of like, how had I not thought of this before? Beyond like, you know, giving you more bang for your buck in terms of what you're burning and resistance training and endurance. I also think about this in terms of body awareness. So in the same way that a weighted blanket feels really good for your nervous system, we also give weighted blankets to children with sensory processing stuff and children who have a hard time self-regulating. And it makes sense because it gives you more awareness of your body, where your body is in space. Because if something is kind of pulling down on you, it forces you to kind of like sit up better and feel really in the moment. And I know we're supposed to be more mindful doing truly everything that we're doing, whether we're moving or eating. And for my purposes in my practice, paying attention to what you're eating while you're eating is so important. But the same thing with movement, the more aware we are of where our core is and where our feet are on the ground, the more we can move with intention. And you can wear these when you do all types of movements, not just walking. There are a ton on Amazon. However, the one that I really have my eye on is from a company called Amorpho. The reason why is it looks like it 
it's really snug. So it's not moving around. Some of the other ones are bigger. So I feel like they could flop around a little bit, which is not something I want. Like I would want to be able to get full range of motion when I'm moving with this. That one is a little pricier. Again, there are ones on Amazon, but I did ask one physical therapy friend because I was like, is this cool before I recommend this on a shit I'm loving? And what he said was it is something that he super recommends, but he does not recommend going over 10% of your body weight. So the one from Amorpho, they're all five pounds, which to me feels really right. But if you wanted to go up, you could. And again, there are a ton online that you could check out and I can link those as well. And I will link the Amorpho. So that is the show. Thank you so much for being here for this whole time. And I'm not someone who is traditionally great at asking for things, but I'm so passionate about growing this audience and growing this show and making sure that I can give you guys everything that you want. So my ask is that if this has been helpful to you at all, or you feel like you've gotten anything out of the show, will you share it with someone who's important to you? I would love to just get more people involved and truly anything that you want to ask me, anything that you want to hear, any guests that you might want to hear from, come find me on Instagram at Shira underscore RD. I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to Good Instincts, hosted and written by me, Shira Barlow. You can find me on Instagram at Shira underscore RD. Good Instincts is a Dear Media Daily. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.